Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Golden Herman Tate III, born August 2nd, 1988, signed with the New York Football Giants this offseason for a four-year deal at $37.5 million, and he looks to take on the role of this team's number one receiver and continue to be a consistent presence for a football team. This is Previewing the Giants. David under double blah, blah. double David underscore w. Justin, come on, that was bad. David double underscore Powis, how are you doing today for this episode of previewing the Giants? I'm doing pretty good, Justin. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. Um, this is an interesting, interesting episode that we have going on here. The timing is um, really something. Yeah, we did we did time this pretty well. We had to push back this episode a little bit because it is now official. Golden Tate is suspended for the first four games of the 2019 season. And honestly, you know, we're not, I'm not really going to get into how or why, or, you know, the, the conspiracy theories that are behind, you know, his, his wife gave birth in February and apparently he took the, the fertilization pill in April. And why are you trying to have a kid two months after, you know, your wife had babies, but we're not going to get into Golden Tate. We're also not going to get into like the immense double standard that exists in the NFL. Right, and then the fact that, you know, Tyreek Hill is playing and blah, 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 blah. And we just, like, seem to not care, and maybe I maybe maybe I do care a little bit. I don't know. I kind of I kind of think women and kids are pretty cool, but... Everybody's just a liar, and everybody's corrupt. Everybody, even you, Justin. I'm, I'm, I'm a corrupt guy. So corrupt. Um, but I do want to start off with a little bit of a joke. Um, and it's not really a joke. I mean, it's bad for the Giants. But you do have to think it's a little funny that this guy. No holds bad. He was, he took me in the low post and won. But I think we had on the varsity. That guy traded away the best wide receiver in the NFL because he was a problem to the football team. And then the first move that this man. No holds bad. He was he took me in the low post and won. But I think we had on the varsity. The literally the first move that that guy made is is now suspended for the first four games of the season. You have to think that's a little funny, David. I, I it's not funny. Um, maybe you could call it ironic, uh, but it's certainly not funny. I'm not laughing. Although Justin, I need to go back really quick. Did you say Odell Beckham's the best receiver in the NFL? Yeah, he is. You're out of your damn mind. Who's the best receiver in the NFL? Gold Tate. Julio Jones. Oh, Julio Jones. Oh, you stop it. Stop you it. Stop it. What's the last time Julio Jones caught a touchdown pass? You know, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, because he doesn't. I also couldn't tell you the last time Odo Beckham caught a touchdown pass. I wanted to do that. I wanted to have that drop <laughs> after my joke, not after yours. I wanted to have that drop after mine. God damn it. I'm just saying he's not the best. He, he's actually probably like the fourth best. You're the fourth best receiver in the NFL. All right, we're getting carried away. Well, you're like the you're like the eighth best uh Guy on Giants Twitter. Oh my God, I could say something, but I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. 
So Golden Tate is from Hendersonville, Tennessee, <laughs> uh, which is about 25 minutes away from Nashville. David, have you ever been to Nashville? I haven't really want to go, though. Oh, we, we should go, David. I've been. It's a very fun place. When's next time the Giants play the Titans? I don't know. I mean, four years from now, because they played each other last year. Ooh, that's rough. Well, well just... four years from now, book it. We're, gonna, we're going to Nashville together. Great, great. Do we think Golden Tate spent a lot of time in Nashville as a kid growing up? Oh, hell yeah. Do, you think, do we think he's a country music fan? Absolutely. I've, I've seen him wearing cowboy hats. That doesn't mean that, I mean, Lil Nas X is wearing country hats, but he's not a country artist. Uh, the Billboard would like to say otherwise. Well, country music is ruining itself today. All right, but anyway, we're done. We're done talking about that. <laughs> We've already spent about five minutes talking about irrelevant things. So our UCLA professor... He's not going to be happy. He is not going to be happy with this episode. <laughs> but hey, you know, this is what happens when you have a, an interesting scenario like Golden Tate is. We had to address it. We had to address the suspension. So, sorry, UCLA professor who does not like when we spend time fooling around before we actually get into the player. Um, David, um, did you know that Golden Tate was actually drafted twice in the MLB draft? I didn't know that, although I, at this point, just think that anybody who plays for the Seahawks is a multi-sport athlete. That is true. Whoa, that is true. But I think Golden Tate, Golden Tate obviously did it first. He, was, uh, he went to Notre Dame, and uh, there were a few MLB scouts that compared him to Kenny Lofton. How do you like that? Cool, cool, cool. So that that's a that's that's the fun fact. That's the personal information that go, that we're going to share about Golden Tate. Now we're actually going to get into his stats and basic info. So from 2000 <laughs> from 2014 to 2017, Tate did not have a season with less than 90 receptions. He was a PPR machine. I have been um, the beneficiary of a Golden Tate a solid PPR season in fantasy before. So he has not had a season where he has played less than 15 games since his rookie season where he wasn't even a full-time starter yet. We say this constantly, David. The best ability is availability, and that's exactly what Dave Gettleman is going for in terms of building his roster. Three of the last five seasons, he went over for 1,000 yards, and his average yards per catch in his career is nearly 12 yards with 11.8. And before he was traded last year to the Philadelphia Eagles, and this is a shout-out to Bobby Skinner for digging into these numbers, before he was traded last year, Tate was on pace for 100 catches and 1,100 yards. His target rate in Detroit was 27%, and his catch per target rate was 67%. While in Philadelphia, he had a 15% target rate with a 68% catch per target rate. So that's a pretty big drop. Most impressive, in my opinion, is that we typically think of Tate as the prototypical possession slot receiver, but some advanced analytics can tell a different story. Since 2014, the year Beckham was drafted, might I add, Tate has had a um, 2,790 yards after catch. Also, Tate in 2018, where he had a down year because of the trade to Philadelphia, he was 15th in the league in yards per route run from the slot. One more stat, David. Most yards from the slot from wide receivers in 2017. Tate had 761 yards with our friend Sterling Shepard, not far behind, with 639. So, David, you weren't recording with me with, for the episode right after we signed Golden Tate. I was very frustrated when we initially signed him. Emotions were running high. The post-Beckham trade. Why would you trade away the best wide receiver in the game just to sign another slot receiver when we already have one? 
blah, 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 blah. You can go down that whole rabbit hole of why we did that. But if you look at the way that this football team is shaped in terms of we're going to live and die within the intermediate game with pushing the ball down the field every once in a while, if you look at the fact that Sterling Shepard can also be an outside wide receiver and these two guys can mix and match in the slot together, it's kind of a, a good signing if you get down to yeah, it. Yeah, I... I'll admit when when he when we first signed him, I I think the best word and this isn't a great word to describe it, but it's the best thing to come up with. Might have been indifference post Odell trade. It seemed like why bother? Everything is a everything's a, is a is a step down. So so I don't really care. And then I, I thought about it more and thought about what Golden Tate has been in the league, pretty much everywhere he's gone, with the exception of Philadelphia. And I just. Philly, I think, already had such an established play style. Uh, they were just looking for pieces to. They were just looking for bodies because they've been so injured. But I, I think that I think Tate just didn't mesh very well with what they were doing in Philly. Um, but even when he got the opportunities, he made some nice. He he made nice plays, especially down the stretch um, in their playoff run. But if you look at what Golden Tate has done everywhere he's gone, it, he is a production machine. He just everything he does uh, is is first downs. It's it's yards after the catch. I think that's the coolest stat. When I think of guys of yards after the catch guys, and I've I've known that stat for a while that that he you know his yards after the catch is insane is insane since he's been in the league. When I think of guys who are really good after the catch, he's not someone that comes to mind. Not because of his uh, he doesn't have a skill set, but just because he nobody really gives him any credit for the amount of production he's he's experienced throughout his career what he's meant to every team he's gone to um and i know a little bit later on justin you're going to you're going to talk a little bit about maybe the elevated role to what some people are even thinking he's going to mean to this team so but he he's done that everywhere he's gone so the more i thought about it the the more um okay and excited I got about the signing a couple things that really stand out to me in watching him is he's got excellent hands and and that's that's simple I mean evidenced by over 90 catches almost every year in the league you know like like you like you said with 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 what Bobby said um on pace for 100 yards a hard 100 catches in what was considered a down year but it just felt that way because it was kind of segmented and kind of confusing last year for him he's got excellent hands he he's a gamer and i hate using that kind of word because it sounds like a cop out it's like when we talk about you know this guy's a football player but when you watch him with the ball in his hands he runs for a guy his size he runs very strong um, he he adds a different element. The way I like to say is he's a Sterling Shepherd with a meaner side. Um, but when when given the right matchup on the outside or from the slot, he's excellent down the field. And underneath, he's a he's a menace underneath. He's he can he catches basically anything that comes his way. And he's extremely talented in the open field. He's not easy to bring down. I think he's a perfect complement to Sterling Shepherd, or rather, I would say Sterling Shepard's a perfect complement to Golden Tate. He's very good in the screen game, and an unfortunate part about having Eli Manning as a quarterback is that Eli Manning, it, it just is what it is at this point. Like, Eli Manning has never been good in the screen game. No. Um, 
Daniel Jones is pretty solid, and Pat Shermer loves to utilize screenplays in his offense, but he hasn't been able to utilize it fully with Eli Manning as the quarterback just because it just is what it is at this point in Eli Manning's career. Um, so maybe if Daniel Jones is in this offense in 2019, that's something you'll be able to see. So that's where a lot of the yak comes from. David, you mentioned the fact that he's very sure-handed with the ball. I don't necessarily have his drop percentage in front of me, but... 2014, 2015, 2016, and 2017, not counting 2018 because he had a 65 catch percentage. But all those years that I just listed, not counting 2018, he had a catch percentage above 67%. In 2017, listen to this, a 76% catch percentage. And that's insane. With 92 receptions, 1,003 yards on 120 targets. Now, David, this is what I kind of want to transition to when talking about Golden Tate and his targets. One, two, three, four. Four times in his career, he has had more than 120 targets. Now, he would have been on pace with the Detroit Lions to also receive over 120 targets in 2018 if he stayed with the Lions throughout the entire season. He finished 2018 with 113 targets, which is still very, very you know hefty. Hefty, hefty amount of targets. And only eight games started, 15 games total he played. Now, a lot of people think that Sterling Shepard is going to take on a number one wide receiver role this year. And I don't think that's going to happen. Or let me let me rephrase that. I know it's not going to happen. Because of how reliable Golden Tate has been, and also getting number one wide receiver targets requires getting... 140, 130 targets. That is a lot of targets. That is a lot of times that the ball is being thrown your way. Odo Beckham Jr. saw those targets. Golden Tate in his NFL career has gotten those targets. Maybe not Odo Beckham Jr. targets where you're getting 140, 130, but he's gotten over 120. You know, how many times in his career that I just said that stat two seconds ago? Um, What's the highest number? Yeah, he, he's gotten, in 2014, 144 targets. 2016, 135 targets. Sterling Shepard has not, so, has not seen that in his career. The highest number of targets that he got was last year, and that was 107. He's ex- of course, Sterling Shepard is expected to take a step up in year two, but the drastic step up that is required to say for the label of a wide receiver number one, highly unlikely. I think people are sleeping on Golden Tate a little bit, but of course... Of course, the elephant in the room, he is going to be missing four games. So, boo. I want to address your Sterling Shepard point because I want I want it to be known there is no bigger Sterling Shepard fan than me. You know, I, I Justin can can attest to this. I, I I buy one jersey every year. He was the guy I bought. He's my he he's my guy. So, David, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. I've been ripped apart on Twitter a little bit by saying that Golden Tate is the clear-cut number one wide receiver on this team this year. Do you do you disagree with that? Do you agree with that? Do you think that's a that's a good criticism on the people that criticize me and saying what are you talking about? Sterling Shepard is the number one wide receiver. I disagreed with you when it first happened. When I first re- when I first thought about it, upon thinking about it more, I I'm tending to agree with you more. You know, Tate has been the number one receiver basically everywhere he's gone. Every year of his career, he's been the number one option. Uh, did he overlap with with Megatron at all in Detroit? I think he did because Megatron retired in 2015, and Golden Tate 
had one of his best seasons in Detroit in 2014. So they did overlap. So exactly. So you have it up. I don't, Justin. Uh, how many catches did right. he have that season? Um, Golden Tate had in 2014, he had 144 targets for 99 receptions, 1,300 yards. And that wasn't the season where Megatron was hurt because Megatron in 2014, he did play 13 games. He got 128 targets, 71 catches. So um, actually, Golden Tate was more of a number one wide receiver in 2014 than Calvin Johnson was. And Right, exactly. And understandably, Megatron, okay, his career was clearly declining. He couldn't stay healthy, whatever. But that's serious, serious production and serious, serious trust from a quarterback and an entire offense, entire team. So, again, I love Sterling Shepard. I think he's a fantastic wide receiver, a fantastic number two wide receiver, fantastic in the slot. I think he's an excellent run blocker, and I think I don't think that's talked about enough. Um, he does little things very, very well. But we saw it last year after Odell went down. This is not a guy who gets himself open as number one receiver. He just doesn't. He does not function nearly as well on the outside as he does on the inside. He doesn't. He's very reliable, though. Extremely reliable. reliable. No, don't get me wrong. He's very reliable. He's not able to be nearly as dynamic as he can be. The difference between a guy like Golden Tate and a guy like Sterling Shepard, because I know one of our big, one of the big problems that I think we both had initially, and I think we both said this at different times, is the this fear that Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate are kind of carbon copies of each other. And I think, admittedly, that's a lazy take. Golden Tate, he can wear different hats for an offense. Like you say, he's good in the screen game. I think he's very, very, like I said earlier, he's very good down the field. Sterling Shepard is very good at what he's very good at, if that makes any sense. He's good in the end zone. I've seen him. He he's made he makes yes. good plays in, in like back corner of the end zone. He he game winning game winning touchdown against San Francisco last year. Yeah, absolutely. But again, that's not a jump ball. That was a very very nice catch. Don't get me wrong. It was beautiful. And and he, he is very very good at, at at field awareness. He's very good underneath. He's very good in out in those out routes towards the sidelines. But Golden Tate can make his money in a different place where he can really make his money as well as the middle of the field yards after catch those tough catches on the sideline. He can just go get the ball over somebody else. He's done it his entire career. I've seen that a lot during training camp where there's been crossing routes over the middle of the field where Golden Tate has made catches on the sideline and he's been targeted around the sideline a lot coming from the slot running across the field and making those catches during the sideline. So that has been... Now that I'm thinking about now that I'm thinking about it, that has been an observation that I've seen. So, David, let's get into our um, some of our predictions that we have for Golden Tate. Uh, basically, I made my stat line when I thought that he was going to be playing for 16 games, but now that we know for a fact that he is only going to be playing for 12, we basically just did the math and we did the uh, the equivalents and all that kind of stuff. So, here's our stat line, my stat line. David can feel free to disagree with it. 72 catches, 788 yards, four touchdowns, which I think is actually, that's that's actually a decent amount. 10 yards per reception, which could be low based off of his yak stats. But however, I just think the way that this offense works, the way that Eli Manning works, don't think that he's going to have much more than 10 yards per reception. A pro football focus grade of 77 and a total of 101 targets. I do think his career average catch rate is 67%. But I do think that, honestly, he is going to 
go a little bit higher in 2019, and he's going to have a, a catch rate of around 70 to 71% if I'm doing my math correctly over here. So that's my prediction. David, feel free to disagree with it. Feel free to agree, and then we'll wrap up. It's tough with the, with the suspension added in. I think it's interesting that you, the 10 yards per reception, you, you mentioned how you think that might be a little low based on what he's done historically uh, yards after the catch. I actually think he's going to be I, – I could see, and this, this is me really kind of getting on the Giants offense and getting on Eli Manning, which is something I don't often do. But I could see him maybe not 10, maybe 11, 11 yards per reception, 11 and a half yards per that's, reception. That's probably more fair. That being said, I wouldn't even shock me if he was still close to the top of the league in receptions. I think a lot of his receptions are going – or not receptions, sorry – in in yak yards but i think his yards per reception will still be kind of in that 10 to 11 range so they're going to be a mix of the dump offs and then also the the ability it just goes to show i think he's going to be a either you hit him on a on a 25 30 yarder or they're throwing it to him two yards and in order to get to 10 yards he's gonna he's gonna rack yeah. up some decent yak yards it's just that when you only have you know, when you're starting so close to the line of scrimmage, your yards per reception can only go so high, but the yak yards can still climb. So I think I think he'll be utilized in a lot of different ways. Um, I would tend to say your catches are fine around 70 um, yards, same. I could see him getting maybe a one or two more touchdowns. Oh. Um, just because I think, I think this team is thirsting for – red zone red zone targets and i think he will be uh this is this this is going to be this is going to get me in some dangerous water so bear with me i think he's going to be the guy who sees a lot of the odell beckham targets in the red zone oh um i think he'll find his way into soft coverage he'll they'll they'll run plays for him because I think he's got probably the most trustworthy hands on the team. How about we see some pick plays? Some of those, Wouldn't that be nice? Some of those illegal pick plays. We have Sterling Shepard, who's one of the best blocking receivers in the game. How about we do some of those illegal pick plays where it's, it's well, I mean, it's illegal if you use your hands and if you're stupid, but if you just run in front of a guy and you just, you know, if you flop, then I guess then, I, then, then it's not illegal. So why don't we see a few of those? How about three or four of those? And I'm, I could see that, I, and I think tar, I think Tate would be the recipient of a lot of that. So don't be shocked if the touchdown number climbs a little bit quickly. All right. So uh, that's it. That's this episode of previewing the Giants. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. You will hear from us tomorrow. And um, I keep on bleeding blue, uh, Dave Gentleman. What do you have to say? No holds bad. He he took me in the low post and won, but I think we had on the varsity. And David. Stay beautiful, everybody. Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours.